Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got Ethan from Team Hustle. How are you, do- how are you doing there, Ethan? I'm good, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all, no problem at all. So first and foremost, every single podcast, we get the uh, the agency leader to, to come on and tell us what they do, who they do it for. Why are you special, Ethan? What's, what's, so, what's so amazing about, about Team Hustle? I don't know about special, but um, in a nutshell, we're a TikTok marketing agency. We, we are a social media agency. We've you know worked with clients across all sorts of different platforms. But I guess it's, it's my job as an entrepreneur to deliver as much value as I can to my clients because it makes my job easier and it mm. means that I can do good work for people and build an agency around it. And I just saw time and time again that across all the platforms, TikTok was the one I was getting better results on. You know, the, the, the ROI people mm. were getting for investing in that platform was just way higher than anything else. So we saw the bit of Instagram and a bit of LinkedIn where it's relevant, but for the most part, we're all in on marketing on TikTok and helping businesses take advantage of the platform. So you're you're part of the reason why I can't stop thr- thumbing through it. Then I, like, I am a part of the problem. I, I I both love and hate TikTok. Yeah, um, I, but in equal measure for the exact same reason. Yeah, it's 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 that. Um, I think every social media person has this issue of, on the one hand, loving social media, loving creating content, loving putting stuff out. On the other hand, having to be very intentional about not getting sucked into just scrolling and scrolling and you know you think you're doing research and then two hours later you've learned nothing but you've watched a shitload of videos yeah you you're, you're doing research but happen to watch about 50 different dog videos yeah, uh-huh. yeah that sounds like me <laughs> um so what do you think has been one of the sort of the most um the largest successes that you've you've seen so far not necessarily just with tiktok but in the agency in in general um I think probably for us, it was when we decided to double down on the the, the time at which we decided to double down on TikTok. Mm. It was when we'd worked across a few different platforms and I guess we'd gotten used to a certain level of results on Instagram. Like what we, we had an expectation that we could deliver for a client like, right, we know that if we put in this effort, these are the kind of results we're going to see. Depends on what the client is selling and what their business is about. But we kind of had an expectation there, you know. Mm. But then I had a client who I originally was going to do some work on LinkedIn for. But I said to him, I kind of have a feeling that we might do a little better on TikTok. So we'll switch the contract over. Normally TikTok could be a bit more expensive, but don't worry about that. I just think that it'd be a slightly better fit. Um, And then literally like two videos in, the first one did 300,000 views. The second one did quarter of a mil. And that was kind of the point where I looked at that. I'm like, in 48 hours, I've just made this guy almost 15 grand in sales that he later went on to close. It's amazing. Um, I'm looking at that thinking, I've never done anything like that on Instagram. So that was a turning point for us. So is it like end to end um, for you? So do you do the recording as well as the editing and everything, or is it they provide the content and you then do the marketing of it? How does how does that work? 
I'm coming coming at this from a, I scroll through it looking at videos of dogs and yeah. Formula One stuff. So it's nothing. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm a luddite in this regard. Yeah. So I think one of the challenges you run into is on Instagram. You know, you can pay a graphic designer to knock out some pieces for you and knock them out. You can pretty much just tell someone what to do and not be too involved. Mm. With TikTok, someone has to be in the video. So you kind of have the option of hiring a creator to do it or being in the village yourself. And so we kind of step in as much as the client needs us. If they need us to come to location to shoot with them, to talk them through the scripts because they're not quite sure what to do on camera, we can do that. If they're comfortable on camera and they just want us to write the scripts out, we send it through, they record it, send it back and we edit it. We can do that as well. If they're super comfortable on camera and editing, then we'll just sit on a call and talk them through how to think about TikTok and how to use it. It kind of depends. Some people are super comfortable creating content, just need a bit of guidance. <laughs> Other people have never even been on TikTok but want to take advantage of it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and how how long have you uh, how long have you been running the agency? Uh, I think we registered about 11, 10, 11 months ago now. So we're coming up oh, to our so it's a baby. Yeah, it is. We've we've been in social media for a bit longer, just kind of creating content mm. without a particular intention. We just kind of thought it'd be a useful skill. And then kind of one thing led to another. I was creating content for the sake of it, and someone reached out asking me to make some TikToks for them. And they asked how much money I wanted. Um, so at the time, I mean, I was selling like secondhand clothes, a little side business. I was making 10, 20 pounds every time I sold a jumper. And so they asked me, you know, how much do you want for these two TikTok videos? So I said 500 pounds thinking no one's going to pay me 500 pounds for two videos, man. That's ridiculous. Like they'll negotiate me down. And they just sent the money, no contract, no negotiation was in the bank account the next day. And so I was looking at it's 500 pounds and I'm looking at the 10 pounds I'm making a jumper. And I'm thinking there might be something in this, you know, and so that kind of got the <laughs> momentum. Yeah, exactly. And then I kind of fell into it that way. So normally I talk to, to talk to agency owners who've been running their agency for like five, 10, 15 or so years. And um, so therefore I'm obviously talking to them about like, what have you learned along the way? And what are you, um, what are your, uh, what are the lessons you, you, you've taken from all of these long-term experiences? I think it'd be quite interesting to ask you a, a slightly different version of this question because you're in the in a um, relatively unique in terms of the podcast position of, you're you're starting this baby off now so mm -hmm. what what's your um kind of vision for the future of the business what what do you see yourself in not not interview style question of like in five years time but what's the vision what what are you what are you trying to achieve i think if i had to think a little bit wider i can very clearly see how i've been influenced by the the gary v's and the steve bartlett's and all these people that they run their businesses but in a wider way add value to the entrepreneurial community and one of the ways they do that is through content. But then when you look into them a bit more, there's lots and lots of things they do just around entrepreneurship to support people. Mm -hmm. And I think long term, like that is the vision for us. Like right now, it's best to execute through this social media agency because we're good at it. We can make money in it. We can scale it to a certain size and we can build a team. But I think, you know, across the board, we want to hold events for entrepreneurs to connect with people. I'd love to set up some kind of like studio space people could come to and create content. And, you know, I, I just, I think I want to be involved in the entrepreneurial mm. community and find different ways to add value to people running their businesses. And right now I do that for a marketing agency. That's awesome. So, so if you were to kind of, uh, sort of wanky digital agency esque it in terms of like your big vinyl print on the wall that says we're going to be here in, in a few years time, essentially you're, you're saying that, the marketing agency is the vehicle where you can you can uh, support, deliver, and add content into the into the entrepreneur's space, basically. Exactly. Right now, I do it through other people's businesses because that's a nice way of supporting. Mm. But as we grow, I'd like to start doing it more through our own agency and just find other opportunities to do what we're doing now, but on a bigger scale. That's awesome. And and and, and 
you know everyone needs a reason to get out of bed in the morning especially when you know in agency land there's there's an awful lot going on and some days are terrible and some days are brilliant um, and knowing what your sort of the end end state is looking like I think that's a, a nice way of starting which is which is you know lovely to hear um, and 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 I guess you get to sort of vicariously um, see that now when you're helping clients because you know you're helping them be entrepreneurial by being on platforms which they may not have had an opportunity to be on in the first place yeah I think the the, the unintended side effect of all this that is the best part of it for me is that you know, back in the day, the reason I got into social media is because I thought that would be a useful skill for whatever I do. I didn't particularly care what I did. I tried lots of different things. And my instinct was just to use Instagram and TikTok to market them. And I'm still kind of in that position where I like that one minute I'm helping someone sell investment banking training. And the other minute I'm helping someone sell a positivity package they send to uni students. Like I like that variety and the yeah, opportunity yeah. to not run different businesses, but be involved in the way they think about their product and, and how they want to present it to people. And I'm, I'm kind of picking up, I did an apprenticeship years back in project management and I got to taste lots of different bits of the business. I feel like that's kind of what I'm doing now. I'm tasting lots of different industries, lots of different types and, and just kind of soaking it all in. Absolutely. I, 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 I feel like I'm speaking to a kindred spirit in this regard because uh, uh, I, I used to, to, to run digital agencies and now I work, you know, um, mentor, coach uh, um, to, to, to digital agency leaders. And um, the reason that I love doing that, the reason I really love doing that is because it's hard to run an agency. It's hard to get it right. There's lots of lots of traps and problems and that's that gets people down. But the really cool thing is if you're um, if I get to work with 10 agencies in a year, I get to see 10 lots of success in a year. Mm -hmm. I get that dopamine hit of success every single time. Their win, it's their agency. But in a similar way to you, I get to experience lots of very different problems and lots of very different solutions, but get the win to have a share with those agency leaders as well. So it feels very similar. And I think um, I think uh, that kind of attitude is a nice way of living. I think you uh, you'll you'll find that no two days are the same when you when you when you look at it that way. Yeah, it's great. And it's really nice to learn something with one client and then be able to come back to the other. I kind of, in a way, from their perspective, deliver that value on top because they weren't expecting that. Yeah. But from my perspective, just taking my learning and then kind of amplifying it in lots of other different situations, yeah. you know? Yeah, wonderful. So you say that that's one of the best things about doing what you do. What's one of the worst things? Um, the mental fortitude, man. Like I, I knew I'd have to be strong, but this is, um, <laughs> you know, David Goggins. Yep. This is some hardcore. Like you've got to be tough to do this shit, man. Like yeah. I really have to learn. If you're having a good day, great, but like don't get too excited because there's something around the corner. And if you're having a bad day, okay, but don't get too down because there's something around the corner. Like just trying to maintain my attitude, my positivity, not be too optimistic or pessimistic, and just be consistent you know that's definitely the most difficult thing yeah I think um resilience is resilience is hard in in general especially with the world on fire all the time um mm -hmm. that's just in personal life but in professional life when you you know there's some days where like you say you feel brilliant there's some good wins then there's other days where there's setback after setback and fire after fire and you know resilience is is essential I I, I, I completely completely agree with you there I think you've um you've got to kind of uh take that kind of stoic approach to things in the sense that you mm -hmm. know sometimes it feels bad but 
there is nothing you can do about that. So the only thing you can do is 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 act on the things that you can act on. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I I, I used to feel I used to take sort of personal um, uh, um, uh, upset when a client left, for example, and mm. and that wasn't a very nice feeling. You know, client leaves and you feel like, what have I done personally? And then you realise, well, actually, you know, they're leaving because we screwed up a, a deliverable or. Um, they didn't get the results or, or whatever that they thought they were going to get and so on. And, and, and you have to kind of take it mm -hmm. at face value at that point. So in the in the last yeah. um, in, in the last year or so, what's been one of the, the biggest sort of uh, things you've learned then that you've kind of taken on and it's now sort of a part of the daily daily work working life? Um, I think one of the really great experiences I've had has been in a way, like you hear all these really basic things people teach you on social media and talk about, but until you kind of experience and do them, you don't like internalize and get it. And mm. I think one of the best things I did about seven, eight months ago was just full out decide to quit. I was like, nah, I don't want to do this no more. I just, I just completely gave up for about a week, maybe two weeks. I just did no work. I just chilled in my room. I watched YouTube videos. I said, nah, entrepreneurship is just too hard. I don't want to do this. Mm. And so, you know, for a bit, I just relaxed because I've been working so hard and then at some point, you've got to think like, well, what am I going to do now? If I'm not going to run a business, what is the next option? Yeah. And it was kind of through that process, I realized like, I haven't got another option. There is nothing else I want to do. Like, this is super hard, mm. but I don't want to work a job. I can't think of a career I want to get into. This is actually is the best fit for me, even though it's difficult. And there's times where I really feel like quitting. I don't actually want to quit because when I quit, I get kind of bored and then I come back to it. Mm. And I think mm. going through that experience for me was so useful because now when i feel like quitting i realize that actually i don't really want to quit i might in this moment feel like yeah, up right yeah. now but i don't because if i quit i'll be back on it in three days time so since i'm not going to quit what am i going to do about the problem because the problem is still yeah. going to be there in three days you know um uh, an agency friend of mine uh he he says uh he often has to um have a quiet word with his inner bitch uh, <laughs> and in a sense it's kind of like that I can't be bothered. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm sick to death of this. I'm going to quit or I'm not doing this anymore. We're going to cancel that client because they're annoying or something like that. And you walk mm -hmm. away. The 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 emotional bit wears away. The rational bit comes in. You go, actually, I've just remembered all the wins and all the good that can come from all this. So, all right. OK, fine. I'll keep going. Um, yeah. And 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 it's that it is part of resilience, but it is also sometimes you do have to let you have you do have to let those feelings happen. Otherwise, you know, you are just going to bottle it all up and then you know explode yeah a hundred I've, I've learned to stop trying to push myself on mm. the days when i really don't want to like sometimes all right you just find something a bit boring and you don't want to do it but you get over it because it's a quick task but on the days mm. when you're like really tired and really struggling i've learned to stop thinking i have to keep going and i have to push like it's like yesterday i was kind of tired i got to like five in the evening i had a couple bits to do I just watched some YouTube videos, man. I just relaxed. And I know yeah. all like super motivational people on, on LinkedIn say not to do that. But I just watched YouTube videos for like five hours. And at the end, I felt so much better. I was so stressed. <laughs> I watched them and I thought about the same problems. And they just weren't problems anymore. Like I'm completely yeah. cool to deal with them now. Sometimes you need to just say, for the next five hours, I quit. Like I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm going to yeah. wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I think everyone has their own version of that that outlet. I think, or they should have their own version of that outlet. And I think that it is healthy. It, it's it's not healthy if you do five hours every single day, mm -hmm. but it is it is healthy if you use it as a as a as a decent place to to to, to put your time really. So yeah. yeah.
absolutely absolutely um so if someone's listening to this podcast now and uh they've listened all the way through and they've, they've got a an idea that this sounds like you know i want to i want to do i want to run a digital agency um and they're just about to start out and they come to you and say hey ethan what's your what's your uh, one piece of advice that you can give me that will help me help me set up properly what what's that thing what's the one bit um have the humility to understand it's not even that you know you're inexperienced and there's a lot to learn like you will never on your own be able to learn everything you need to learn to run an agency like i'm decent at sales i'm decent at content i'm decent at lots of things but i've met enough people now who know how to run agencies yeah. that have taught me things that like i could work my ass off for the next 20 years but i'm never going to think of this system because I've just never experienced what you've experienced. And it's 100%. I was very against like coaches and, and all that kind of stuff until I started speaking to some good ones. And yeah. I realized like, quick plug. Agencies are very like repeatable models. We sell different things in different situations, but at their core, we're pretty similar. Like you can connect with our agency owners that apparently do different things, but have the same problems as you. Absolutely. And when you realize that, your coach doesn't necessarily need to know about TikTok to be able to help you with your sales process and conversion, you know? And since I've realized that I've become much more open to listening to what other people have to teach me and setting up calls where I ask good questions and that kind of thing. Spot on. And I think, I think the, the key part of that was that you were ready and you asked for the help or you mm. went to seek the help out. If you'd have, if someone had sort of, uh, suddenly started you know waggling their finger and saying hey you should do or you should think you and you weren't ready for it you say hey f off mate I know what I'm doing yeah. and then you make a mistake or you'd feel bad or something would go wrong but you'd still think hang on a minute I know best I know best I know what I'm doing so um it's it it's it's important that you know to have that humility you need to uh well you need to have the humility you need to know to ask um and it and and you're 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 spot on I think it's fantastic advice yeah, I think there's some things that I still do feel like I would know best on because mm -hmm. I know my specific situation. But so, definitely the circle of which I thought was unique to me has gotten a lot smaller. There's still some things that are mine and I should make a decision on. But yeah. there's definitely lots of things that I thought I was making up for the first time that every mm -hmm. agency has already solved. I just didn't know. And now I've asked the question. I've become humble is the word. Like I've realized like there's stuff I've got to work out on my own, but a lot of it's already been done. And if you just ask yeah. people the right questions, I'll tell you how to do it. Yeah, completely agree. And that's fantastic advice to end the podcast on. So thanks very much for coming along, Ethan. It's been brilliant to talk to you and massive amounts of uh, fortune in the future. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. And great chatting to you. And I will, and I will uh, curse and love TikTok uh, considerably more now. I know a little bit more about how you, how you run it. <laughs> great speaking to you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, in our next podcast, we'll be talking to a different agency leader to learn the lessons that they've had and speak to them about what they want to do next. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>